doorposts, man. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. What a wonderful song. Amen. That washes us white as snow. To the book of the Gospel of John, chapter 9, this morning. John, chapter 9. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to see you here today. Amen. Our God is so wonderful and so awesome and so good and so caring. So good, good, good all the time. John chapter 9. As you're praying each day, keep our nation in prayer. Keep the churches in prayer. Amen. As I said earlier, a lot of our ministers are being diagnosed with this virus. Can you turn me up just a little bit? Amen. That uh, ministers are being diagnosed with this virus and stuff and families and saints of God and people. Amen. So we need to keep, you know, this thing before the Lord continuously. John chapter 9, starting with verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither have this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he says, I am he. Therefore say they unto him, How were thine eyes open? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Shalom and wash. And I went and washed and I received my sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the brought to the Pharisees him that foretime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. And he said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore, says some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, 
what says thou of him that he have opened thine eyes? He said, he is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked him, saying, Is this your son who say, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know not. That we know, excuse me, that this is our son and that this and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who have opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, asked him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, asked him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, What did he do to thee? What did he to thee? How open he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why, herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he have opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, and doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? If this man was not of God, he couldn't do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, and thou dost teach us, and they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talked with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am coming to the world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remain. Amen. And I want to minister for a while today from this thought. Amen. The greatest ophthalmologist. The greatest ophthalmologist 
Father, we praise you again this morning, O God. And we're asking you, Lord God, to give us directions, give us guidance, Lord. And when we leave this place, that your spirit and power would rest upon us and all of us would understand and have knowledge of your abilities and your powers, O God, to cause us to see those things you desire us to see. And we're thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. The greatest ophthalmologist. Amen. Most of us, amen, each year we go in for eye exams and checkups to make sure that we're able to see. The eyes are some amazing things uh, that God has created, amen. The Bible tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and sometimes we don't value our eyesight until we lose it, amen, and you have to walk around with one eye. I can remember when I, I was in the Army, and we were putting together some some cots once and all of a sudden that you know you got to push this thing real hard and it's got a little ball out on the end that it connects on and all of a sudden the piece that I was pushing man it gave way and hit that piece and it broke off and flew up and luckily it didn't hit me in the eye it hit me right above the eye and man I mean it was so painful and I had to walk around for over a week with a patch over my eye because my eye had been damaged and and stuff and I at that moment I started realizing how valuable sight really is you know and as I get older you know I'm starting to realize how valuable it is that you know without my glasses man I can't see a thing and it and it, it's, it's you know and and it's just a short while ago Man, I had 2015 vision. I, we could be driving down the road, and I would say to Sister Parker, look up there and see so-and-so. And she said, what in the world are you talking about? I could see a long ways away and see things. And my eyesight was just so good. But now, if I don't have my glasses, I can't even read the Bible. I can't see nothing. Amen. My, my eyesight is getting worse and worse and everything, man. So I thank God for the people that came up with, with bottle glasses, you know, glasses that, you know, the bifocals and everything. Amen. You see, an ophthalmologist is a physician who specializes in diagnosis and prescribing the treatments for defects and injuries and disease of the eye and the skill at delicate eye surgery. Amen. And when we look at Jesus, we see constantly throughout scriptures. Amen. When he came on the scene, Jesus says in John 4, that the Spirit of the Lord, I mean Luke 4, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearts, to preach the cap, delivered to the captives, uh, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. So Jesus came on the scene because there was some eyesight uh, that was troubled. There was some eyesight that was diseased and some eyesight that could not see uh, what God had desired uh, for them to see. The Sadducees and the Pharisees and the religious leaders that had become blinded to the truth uh, of God's Word and they was going about to, to do their 
their own thing. Amen. And so they had began to follow the pattern of, of sticking to the laws of Moses. And they did not want to accept anything that was coming from anybody else. Uh, and Jesus had cautioned them. And he had told them that you're blind guides of the leading the blind. Amen. And that if the blind follow the blind, you both are going to fall in the ditch. Uh, but he came to open our eyes. Uh, the Apostle Paul right into the church at Corinth uh, and the fourth chapter and the third verse. Uh, he says that this gospel be hid. It is hid to them who's lost and whom the goddess of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Lest this glorious gospel of the truth of God should be revealed to them. Amen. So many people are blinded to have diseased eyes uh, and they cannot see. And for that purpose is why Jesus uh, came to open their eyes uh, because they was walking in darkness. Uh, amen. When they told Jesus that John the Baptist uh, had been put in prison, the Bible says he went by the Sea of Galilee, uh, of the Nephtali. Uh, the people that sit in darkness now had an opportunity to see great light. Uh, amen. Because God desires uh, to open our eyes. He desires us to be able to see the things uh, that was not ever seen before. Uh, Paul says to the church at Corinth that I have not seen and ear have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts to man the things uh, which God has prepared for them that love Him. Uh, and so part of our prayer should be, God, open my eyes. Uh, the Psalmist says in Psalms 119, verse 18, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. You see, there's so many wonderful things in the Word of God, but because of our eyes, we're not able to see. Amen. We need to have our eyes open so that we can be able to see what God desires of us to see so we do not walk in darkness, but we will have the light of life. He's the greatest ophthalmologist. See, it's one thing to visit an optometrist, but there's sometimes and some diseases uh, inside of the eyes that requires an ophthalmologist, uh, one in skills and surgeries and knowledge and understanding of the disease that is in the eye, and to be able, amen, to bring that thing back in line. There's so many eye surgeries today that you can get, and a lot of people are having different laser surgeries and removing cataracts and removing all kinds of glaucoma and things out of the eye, amen, because they want you to continue to be able to see. No matter how old you get, they want to to be able to see because they value the importance of eyesight. Uh, and Jesus is the same way. He wants you to value how important it is uh, to see. And not only that, He wants you to value how important it is to hear that's why in Revelation 2 and 3, he said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit uh, is saying to the church. Uh, why could Pharaoh not see, amen, what God was doing? Why did it take ten plagues, uh, amen, before Pharaoh was able to see who was in operation? Why did it take so long, amen, before he opened his eyes uh, to see that it was the Almighty God that was 
operating on behalf of Israel. Why, when Moses stuck his stick in the red in the water, then it turned to blood. Why could he not see that only God could do that? Why could he not see? Because his heart was hardened. And you see, when people's hearts are hardened with bitterness and hate, and you get these things into your heart, you're not going to be able to see. And pretty soon, your eyes will become dim. Your eyes will become obscure. Your eyes will become diseased. And as a result, you need an ophthalmologist. You need Jesus to open your eyes. And this is what the psalmist says, Open thou mine eyes that I might see. And you see this throughout Scripture. Those that was blind, amen, when Jesus came into the land, amen, we see the blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the wayside begging. And when the crowd passed by, he heard the commotion. He began to say, who's passing by? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he began to cry out, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy upon me. And the crowds began to tell him to hold his peace. But he got louder, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, command him to be brought to me. And when he came to Jesus, Jesus says, what will you have me to do? He says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus says, be it done unto you according to your faith. Amen. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. The greatest ophthalmologist. Hallelujah. Able to open the eyes. The story is told of a woman that was told by an optometrist that she had a detached retina and that she would be blind. And for 15 years, she lived with this blindness. And in that 15 years, she learned how to read Braille. She learned how to walk with a cane. And she learned how to navigate with a service dog. But her husband would not take no for an answer. And one day her husband came in contact with an ophthalmologist. And he asked him a question. Is there any hope for my wife? And the ophthalmologist looked at him and says, yes, there is hope for your wife. And the ophthalmologist went into her right eye and moved some cataracts. And the next morning when they removed the patch, her eyes was 20-20. And they began to take the cataracts out of the other eye. And her eyes both became back to 20-20. She had been diagnosed with a detached retina and had lived 15 years in a blind state because of misdiagnosis. Amen. But with the right doctor, amen, she was able 
to see. I come to tell somebody today, you may have received some kind of diagnosis and you may have been living with that diagnosis. Uh, amen. But I come to tell you, there's always uh, another move. There's no always another eye opener. There's always another doctor. There's always another healer. And his name is Jesus Christ. When you go to him, he has promised to never leave you. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. And the chastisement of your peace is upon him. And with your stripes, he's, you're healed. He's not called Jehovah Rapha for nothing. The God that healeth. Amen. God can open our eyes to make us see our desire right now in this pandemic should be God open my eyes that I can see clearly the things that I need to see. God open my eyes so that I know how to live and I know how to operate and I know how to walk. Amen. We need to have Jesus to fix our eyesight so that we can fix it and see. Amen. God can open our eyes. Sometimes you've just got to give it over to him and allow him the opportunity to bring sight into your life. We don't want to be blinded to the things of God. Isaiah said in the sixth chapter, and the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the serpents, each having six wings, and with twain they covered their face, and with twain they covered their feet, and with twain they did fly. And they cried one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips, for I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the serpents unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he placed it upon my mouth, and he said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is moved, and thy sins are purged. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall go for us? And whom shall I send? Then said of I, Here am I, Lord, send me. And he says, Go and tell this people, Hear ye, but understand not. See ye, but perceive not. Make their hearts heavy, and their fat ears, I mean their hearts fat, and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. And I said, Lord, how long? And he said, until the cities be without inhabitants, and the houses be without men, and the land be utterly desolate, and there be a great forsaken in the land. And I have removed men far away, and there shall be a great forsaken, but there shall be a tent, and they shall return therein, and it shall be eaten as the teal tree and the oak tree, whose substance is in them when they cast forth their leaves. So shall the holy seed be in the earth as well. 
I come to tell somebody we don't need death to get us to open our eyes. We don't need things of this world to cause us to open our eyes. We need to go to Jesus and says, Father, open thou mine eyes that I may behold the wonders and the glory out of thy law. Amen. We don't want to be blinded to the things of truth. Praise God. Depression, people don't like to claim it, but it's called by spiritual blindness. Low self-esteem is called by spiritual blindness. Fear is called by uh, spiritual blindness. Unfaithfulness is called by spiritual blindness. Lying is caused by spiritual blindness. Giving in to the world and its ways is caused by spiritual blindness. And Jesus wants to open your eyes. He's the greatest ophthalmologist. The Bible says in John 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles thou doest, uh, except God be with them. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. The Nicodemus said, How can a man be born again? When he is old, can he enter into his mother's womb the second time and be born? Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man is born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, you hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell where it's coming and where it's going. And so is everyone born of the Spirit. Nicodemus says, how can these things be? Jesus said to him, art thou a master of Israel? Know not these things. We speak that we know. We testify that which we have seen. And you believe not our reports. Uh, If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Uh, No man has sinned up to heaven, uh, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, uh, which is in heaven, and as most. Moses lifted up the serpents in the wilderness, even so, but the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Here is condemnation, he said. That light is coming to the world. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. See, they're blinded. That's what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, except you be born again, you can't see it. See? you got to be able to see. You need to visit the, the ophthalmologist uh, so that your eyes can be open, uh, so that you can see. Amen. Nicodemus should have known, uh, but he was walking. He was part of the Pharisees. Uh, you see, the Pharisees was operating in nothing but pride and hypocrisy. Amen. They, if it wasn't of Moses, they didn't want to hear anything. And that's why Jesus was saying, listen, your eyes are blind. Uh, you cannot 
not see what God is trying to do, Nicodemus. He was constantly. That's why the Pharisees and the Sadducees hated Jesus so much. He was calling them on the things that they should have known and should have been able to see. But because they was walking in blindness, they would not accept him for who he is. And sad to say, today more people are walking in blindness, thinking they're walking in truth because they think they got it all together. I come to tell you today, we've got to have our eyes open. We need to visit the optometrist. We need to visit the ophthalmologist and let him get it out. Jesus says, don't you try to pull a speck out of somebody else's eyes if you've got a beam in yours. Amen. The biggest thing has got to come out. We may not realize the disease that is inside of us until it blows up. We need to be able to see clearly what God is trying to show us and where he's trying to lead us. Jesus says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And if I'm blinded to the truth of God's word, I'm walking in darkness. And pretty soon, Jesus says, even in the middle of the day, I'm going to stumble and I'm going to fall because I'm walking in darkness and thinking I'm walking in light. Just because I carry the title of apostolic does not mean that I've arrived yet. I have not entered the gates yet. I need to realize, amen, that I should have sight and I should be walking in truth because the truth will lead me to more truth. It will remove the cataracts out of my eyes. It will remove the glaucoma that is blinding me. It will remove anything out of my sight that will hinder me from being able to see what God is doing in my life. When Jesus, in John 4, the Bible says he had need to go through Samaria. And he came into the city of Sarkar. And he came to a well where Jacob had gave to Joseph his son. And Jesus said on the well, and there came a woman of a Samaritan to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me to drink. She said unto Jesus, how is it you being a Jew? Ask me a Samaritan for water. You know we have no dealings. Jesus said to her, if you know the gift of God and who it was that said to you, give me to drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, are you greater than our father Jacob that gave us this well and came here and drew ourselves? Jesus said, woman, believe me, whosoever drink this water shall thirst again, but the water that I give him shall never thirst. Amen. The woman says, sir, the well is deep and you have nothing to draw with. From where did you get that living water? Amen. And she says, Lord, forever give me this water. Jesus says, go call your husband and come give him. She says, I have no husband. He says, well, you rightly said. You have no husband. Jesus says, you had five, and the one you with now is not your husband. Jesus, the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you said that in Jerusalem is the place that we should. Jesus says, woman, believe me, the hour coming when neither in this mountain nor Jerusalem shall you worship. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Amen. 
Then she says to him, well, I know Messiah, which is called Christ, shall come. When he come, he is what? Show us all things. He says, I did speak to you, am he. Notice, conversation opened her eyes. She was walking in blindness, thinking she can see. But when she encountered Jesus, that great ophthalmologist, amen, he pulled that 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 disease right out of her eyes uh, so that she would be able to see, amen, the thing that she was looking for. Because she says, we know that he's coming, amen. But they did not recognize it because she was blind. Amen. He's coming, brothers and sisters. And God forbid that we don't see him coming. We should be able to see clearly the things that God has told us would transpire and prepare us. Amen. To get ready. Amen. When the Lord asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, I shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind and thy soul, and thy neighbor as thyself. On the these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophet and the lawyer said to him well who's my neighbors and Jesus says a man went down from Jericho to Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among thieves and they wounded him robbing him and leaving him half dead and by chance a priest came by and passed on the other side a Levite come by and looked at him and passed on the other side but a good Samaritan came by and he stopped uh, and he bind up his wounds and he poured in wine and oils and put him on his beast uh, and he took him into an inn uh, and he took care of him and the next day when he left uh, he gave the innkeeper two pence uh, and said if it costs any more I'll pay you when I come back now tell me who's his neighbor he says I suppose the one that did good he says right now go do likewise open his eyes see they tried to trick him up, but he was walking in blindness. But Jesus was able to bring sight uh, to their eyes. Amen. We need to have our eyesight uh, open again. Amen. We know the story of John Newton, the one that wrote that beautiful song uh, that so many churches still sing. Amazing grace. Uh, how sweet the sound uh, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You see, John Newton was a slave ship owner and he was carrying slaves from Africa and back and forth to America and all of a sudden one of his slave ships encountered a major storm and he thought he was going to die but God saved and spared his life and he realized what he was doing was wrong and he came to his sight he came to his senses and that's why he wrote that song Amazing grace. I once was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I am found. Like the Apostle Paul on the Acts 9, on the road to Damascus, resting Christians and held in them and bringing them in and putting them in prison and killing them. 
but a light shined around him and knocked him off his horse and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard to kick against the pricks. And he trembling says, Who is thou, Lord? And the Lord says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuting. Arise and go to the street, call straight, and it will be told you what you need to do. And Ananias, amen, was sent by God unto the Apostle Paul to have his eyes open. And the Apostle Paul became the greatest evangelist that ever was because he had his eyesight open because he encountered the greatest ophthalmologist. When you come in contact with Jesus Christ, I come to tell you this morning, he will open your eyes. Paul right into the church at Ephesus and the first chapter and the 15th to the 23rd verse says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in Jesus Christ, and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is his exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him on his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come and have put all things under his feet and given him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all things. Paul says, I want your eyes of your understanding to be open that you may be able to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believe, to the Jew and also to the Greek. For herein is the power revealed from faith to faith. Amen. Praise God. We need to have our understanding open so that we can see clearly and be enlightened to the power and the exceeding great power and glory of Almighty God. The blind man was healed. Amen. The blind man, amen, was brought back to life. Amen. Praise God. The blind man had to be eyes open. They asked Jesus, who did sin that he was born blind? His mother, his parents? He says, no, no man, but that the glory 
of God, the works of God, should be revealed. Amen. And Jesus spit on the ground, and he made clay of spittle, and he took that clay, and he put it in his eyes, and he sent him to the pool, and so go wash. And he went and washed, and he came again, seeing. And they began to question him, how was you made able to see? And he said, a man named Jesus made clay and put it in my eyes and told me to go wash. And I went and washed and I came seeing. But they did not want to believe him. They want to call Jesus a sinner. But I like the man's attitude. He says, you can call him what you want. You can say about him what you want. This one thing I know. I was blind, but now I see. I'm able to see. I feel like that man. I know that one day I was blind, but I encountered the greatest ophthalmologist named Jesus Christ, and now I see. Amen. I am able to see clearly what God and who He is and what He's able to do in my sight. Amen. And with me that I am able to see Him working. I can see Him as the songwriter said. Even though I can't see Him, I know He's working. I, when I can't feel Him, He's still working. And I can see Him working. Hallelujah. In my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got to be aware of spiritual blindness. Amen. And one of the worst blindness, the greatest blindness, is to be blind to yourself. You have to be able to see. Paul says, examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Know you not how that Christ is in you, except you be a reprobate. But I trust that you know that you're not a reprobate. Amen. Praise God. We got to we cannot be blind, my brothers and sisters. Amen. We don't want to be blinded to ourselves uh, to think that we arrived. We're not there yet. Believe me. This is just a journey. We got a lot ways to go. It might be tomorrow. It might be the next day. I don't know. But I can't think that I've arrived yet and sit back on my laurels and on my backside and think I'm a man. There yet, even as the preacher of the gospel, I point my finger to me every day. I preach Sundays, I teach Wednesday, I teach Sunday mornings. But this preacher knows I'm not there yet. I got to keep my eyes open, I got to keep my eyes, I've got to keep my relationship with Jesus Christ because He's already told me what does it profit if I gain the whole world and lose my soul. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he says, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this word was baptized. And there was added to them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. We've got to keep our eyes open. We don't want to be blinded. Right now, with this pandemic 
Satan is blinding people to the truth. People are in the battle of their eternal souls and salvation, and they cannot see it. Because they're being blinded by the world. They're listening. They're taking their clues from the world and not the church. Jesus has told us in his word that not the ex- the ex- forsake the assemblies of yourselves together, but so much more as you see the day approaching. You've got to make up your mind if you're going to be a Christian. The problem with most Christians that, that people that say they're Christian and can't live to be Christians is because they never made up their mind to be a Christian. You got to make up your mind. People are spending so much time on social media. If you were asked them what their pastor preached last week, they don't have a clue. Satan is blinding people. How does it apply to your life? They don't have a clue. They're being blinded to the truth of God's word. Amen. We've got to be careful. We've got to take church serious. We cannot be slothful. We cannot be lackadaisical because that's what happens when we stay home. We become slothful. We become lazy. We become unkempt. We become unholy. The biggest thing with this stupid pandemic is you have no accountability. No accountability. You're going to say, oh, I'm accountable to God. Right. You're unaccountable to the man he put over you. Definitely ain't accountable to God. Hello? You start questioning pretty soon if church is even important. We've got to gather so much more as we see the day approaching. The world is saying, if you go to church, you can get coronavirus. Where you go to work, you can get coronavirus. You go to Walmart, you can get coronavirus. You get in your car, you can get coronavirus. You go visit somebody, you can get coronavirus. Hello? You need to get your acts together. Get your eyes open. Open thou mine eyes. That I can behold the wonders out of thy law. Amen. This is what God says. Amen. Satan is blind and he's obstructing the vision of the saints of God. If you've been following the media in California, they're telling them they can't even go to church and sing. What kind of foolishness is that? And people are standing back doing nothing about it. Are we going to be Christians? Are we going to serve God? Are we going to cave in? Are we going to let the world blind us? Are we going to hold to the truth of God's word? Amen. We need to hold fast. We need to get to the optometrist as quickly as possible and the ophthalmologist and let him get the beams and the specks and the dust out of our eyes so that we can live according to God's word and stand 
in on the promise of God. Because if not, pretty soon we're not going to want anything to do with God. We're not going to be we're going to be so afraid to live. We're going to go into a state of depression, and that's going to be worse. Because when you're in a state of depression and you're in your home, nobody's going to be able to come visit you and see about you. Amen. You need to have your eyes open to the truth. Oh, well. Praise God. Jesus is the greatest ophthalmologist there ever, ever have been. And he wants to open your eyes this morning. Amen. You don't want to walk in darkness, my brothers and sisters. You want to walk in the light. Praise God. Father, we praise you. Lord, you said in your word that you have come to recover sight to the blind. And I pray today, God, that you would open the eyes of their understanding, O oh God. Open the eyes of their understanding, God, that they would not give into this world. They would not give into the ways of this world, God. But they would hold to your promise, Lord, that they would cling to your promise, that they would not let your promises go, Lord God, but they would cling to you, Lord God, that they would take their cues, O God, from you and your word and not from this world and its ways, O God, that they will not fear, O God, a virus, O God, but they would fear you. You said in your word, God, don't fear him that can kill the body, but fear him that can kill the body and soul in hell. God, I pray that my fear for you, Lord God, would keep my eyes open to the truth of your word, would keep my eyes steadfast on this truth and this promise that you have given us, O God, that they, I don't know them, I dime how much I have left, God, in this world. I don't know when you're coming. I don't know, God, but I'm looking. I'm looking, God, because your word tells me that the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first and those of us who remain shall be caught up to meet you in the air. And I'm looking, God, for that day. I'm looking for your hasting and coming. As the songwriter said, oh, I want to see you, Father. I want to look upon your face there to sing forever of your saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all pass. Home at last ever to rejoice. Oh, God, I want to be ready, God. I don't want to be like the five foolish virgins and get caught sleeping. I don't want to be like them, oh, God, that came when you came before, Lord, and was not ready and did not recognize you when you came, Lord. I want my eyes open, Lord. I want to be able to see clearly, Lord, in my walk with you today, Jesus. Open my eyes, God. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you, God, high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Open my eyes, God. Open my eyes, God. Open my eyes. Let me see clearly, God. Oh, God, let us see. Let us see the things that are transpiring around us, God. 
touches Jesus. Oh, Jesus, open my eyes. Jesus, I want to see you. Oh, I want to see you, Jesus. Open my eyes, oh God. You're the greatest ophthalmologist, Jesus. You're the greatest ophthalmologist, Father. Oh, God, remove the diseased hearts and minds. Oh, Jesus, the troubled thoughts, remove them, Jesus. The troubled minds, God, remove them. Open our eyes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Lord. Oh, I want to see you, Father. Oh, I want to see you, God. Jesus. Oh, yes, God. So my heart, I want to see you. I want to see you, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing, holy, 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 you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power in love as we sing holy, holy, holy. High and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power in love as we sing glory, glory, glory. Jesus, holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. I want to see you. Holy, holy, holy. ophthalmologist. You are the greatest I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Open thou mine eyes, O God. 
Open my eyes, O God, to truth, the way, to life. clearly the things of God. We exalt you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father, I thank you. Open my sight, oh God. Oh, la moshatakia mosotokia mosandiki. How excellent is your name, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, Jesus, thou art worthy, 
God, we exalt you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Lord. Open our eyes that we can see, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy, O God. You're worthy, O Lord. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. 